The Coach Mac Podcast is back. Spring football is underway in Mount Pleasant, and we get updates on who's standing out so far. Five new coaches will join the staff this year, including new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Paul Petrino, who stops by to introduce himself. CMU's Pro Day was a success, and we'll get Coach Mack's thoughts on the NCAA tournament and maybe get a championship prediction from him. All that and more coming up. Thanks for joining us for another week. It's the return of the Coach Mack Podcast, Spring 2022 edition. Coach, what's going on? Well, I kind of figured we hadn't done this in a while, so I figured maybe they just shut it down. But uh, I guess those 13 people that listened were like fired up to get it back. Well, they were knocking at your door from what I heard, right, that they wanted the Coach Mac podcast to, to come on back? That's right. That's right. How you been? You been doing all right? I've been doing great. Uh, I know the weather is, is trying to warm up a little bit for us. We're still trying to fight through a little snow and uh, a little chill in the air, but spring football is here. Baseball season is coming around, so I uh, absolutely love this time of year. Yeah, it's a great time of year, and it's, it's – uh... You know, I don't know that it's a great time to be playing baseball right now, <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously with spring practice and, and, and we've we've had seven really good practices. We're looking forward to a scrimmage here uh, on Friday and, and uh, you know, see what these guys can do uh, without the coaches out there on the field with them all the time. Well, brand new team, Coach, but uh, t- tell us a little bit about how the practices have been going and what's it been like to be around this year's group. Well, you know, building off of, of how we finished a year ago is going to be really important for us. And yet, you know, when I walked in that room for the first meeting, um, I'll tell you what, we're young. We've got a lot of new faces. And yet it's kind of exciting. You know, the energy has been fantastic. I, I really like the way these guys are practicing. You can tell, um, you know, the ones that have been here, they, they do a great job of letting the new guys know this is kind of the expectation. Uh, this is how we do things. And and then obviously uh, with the addition of a bunch of new coaches and a whole new recruiting staff, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's kind of you get reinvigorated. You know, you, you, it, it's been fun. And to see what these guys uh, bring to us uh, uh, from a coaching staff standpoint and you know, some of the creativity in the uh, recruiting area, uh, really happy with, with what's going on. I feel like there's a there's a pretty good mix, without seeing this group yet, of, you yeah, obviously there's a lot of talent that will be departing the program. There's a lot of talent yeah. that's coming back this year in the program, and I imagine there's a ton of new, as you mentioned, young talent coming into the program as well. Yeah, it, it's, uh, and, and we finally, you know, we're, we're, our numbers are where we can actually practice a little bit in the spring. You know, it's, we had some positions that were awful short, uh, you know, numbers wise, just, just bodies. And, uh, so that's made for really good competition and that's really what it's all about. You got to create good competition to have a good team. And, and, and we're doing that, you know, I, I think from, uh, kind of when you look at our roster, I think that, you know, that, that real top end, you know, guys, I mean, you're, you're not going to replace a Khalil Pimpleton. You know, you just, that, that guy did so many things for this program. Um, obviously Ja'Cory, you know, who had a fantastic couple years for us, you know, and, and, you know, at the, in those wideout spots. And then you look, uh, when you take a peek and, and you look at losing two, you know, draft choices on the offensive line in, in Bernard and, in and Gadecki, you know, it, uh, you kind of would sit there and go, boy, I don't know, we got to work cut out for us. But with that being said, I, 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 there's more opportunities and you can really see the young guys uh, taking advantage of the opportunities. With some of those experienced playmakers exiting the program, but also not just playmakers, but leaders, coach, um, have yeah, you seen yeah. some of these new guys that now ultimately are vaulted into that experienced role, kind of step up and help the program start to lead them forward here in these early practices. Well, and, and, you know, they, they had great people to learn from, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in those guys that that aren't here anymore. And, and yet, um, you know, they've got to do it. They got to be themselves. And that's one thing I've talked to them about is, 
yeah, we've lost a lot, and yet, you know what? We've we've got a lot in this room, and you know, for us to move forward, um, people need to step up. People need to take control, and and we've seen that. You know, I tell you what, Lou Nichols is, you know, in his own quiet, humble self, is has really done a fantastic job uh, on the offensive side. Daniel Richardson, uh, I just can't tell you how far he's come, and and I think. You know, his success a year ago is is really showing, and, and I really like that. Jamez Kimbrough, you know, it, 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 you talk about baseball, being strong up the middle, right, Adam? Yes, sir. Well, I, just, I just said our center quarterback and tailback, <laughs> you know, so I, I feel really good about that. And, uh, you know, defensively, I've really been happy with uh, Quezzy Bristle. You know, he has uh, really grown up. Um, he's, he's, he's done a fantastic job with his body and, and, uh, you know, that, you know, to me on that defensive line is, is something that's obviously very, very important. And then Trey Jones, who, you know, came in and played lights out, uh, at the end of the year for us at the safety position, you know, those guys have really shown some really good leadership and, and, uh, we're excited about that. Yeah, that's and again, you, you talk about all these returners. Um, man, that's 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 a good kind of foundation. Even though there are new opportunities, like you mentioned, for guys to step in, it seems like you have a good nucleus back from last year's group that hopefully can help kind of instill that winning mentality that you guys built, especially at the back end of this past season. Well, and and understanding there's a certain expectation when you walk in the building. Um, I think that's really important. And, uh, you know, then we'll get, we'll get to add another, you know, 25, 30 guys here come June. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you keep turning that roster and keep turning that roster and, and, uh, we're excited to get those guys in here. But, you know, in the meantime, uh, we've made some huge strides, especially on the offensive line. Uh, you know, I was, uh, that, that was obviously a concern when you lose two guys that are going to get drafted, you know, in the first couple of days of the uh, National Football League draft. That doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about how that group has, has, uh, has, has gotten better. You know, uh, you know Braden Swartout, who was thrown into action at right tackle uh, during that bowl game and as a true freshman, uh, he's really grown up, and I'm excited about that. Um, you know, Powell Woods, uh, he's been playing, on, you know, at left tackle. He's probably more of a natural guard. But, shoot, he didn't miss a beat in that bowl game playing that position, and, and that was good. And Davis Heinsohn, uh, who, you know, we changed. We, we moved from tight end a year ago to tackle, and uh, he really is athletic. I, I'm really excited about it you know, his, his progress moving forward, uh, brought in a transfer, Cole Johnson, who's, who's, uh, you know, been, been doing a fantastic job at the right tackle. And, and I guess in saying this, you know, along with obviously some veterans who have been here, you know, Titan Ferris has played a lot of football games for us and, Mm -hmm. uh, um, we're still without Keegan Smith, but, you know, Klimzak who started the game, uh, you know, for us uh, against Washington State, I, I'm seeing some depth and I'm seeing some guys that can play. So, you know, I've, I'm really excited about that group. And, and you know, going into spring, I, I really, you know, that was kind of a, uh, you know, I wasn't quite sure. But uh, good things ahead for us in, in that in that position group. I wanted to ask you about the, the running backs as well. I believe Kobe has not come back and join the team yet. How's kind of the progression of yeah, his Kobe, injury? Kobe's and- been doing great. In fact, he'll be back here a couple of these weekends, uh, but and then join us again in June. He's back home doing his rehab. He, he had access to a fantastic place there outside of Atlanta uh, where a lot of pro guys go, and uh, he, he's been able to, you know, really, really do good with that with the rehab piece and and I'm excited to see him and and obviously he'll come back in and and be ready to go and and you know as we saw a year ago Miles Bailey and and Marion Lukes uh, you know those those two guys are really good football players and you heard me say I, I felt 
last year, you know, the strength of our team was that running back room. Uh, and, and it's strong enough to where we're able to put Stepney over on defense, who's really shown that he can be a really good player over there. He'll play a lot of snaps. And, and then Bracey moving back to defense after we moved him to offense during that COVID year uh, because of the lack of players. And yet he did a super job for us at running back. And his leadership back there in the secondary has been, uh, been really good. So I, I think a real strength of our team. Uh, you know, is is in that running back room. Uh, that's seemed to have been the case here, uh, really, since since you took over, Coach. Uh, that's uh, always exciting to watch those running backs go out there, compete, and obviously getting an experienced back, a, a productive back, and Kobe Lewis. Can't wait to see how uh, he gets back into the swing of things after obviously what was a crushing blow last year in fall camp. Yeah, and uh, you know. Uh, when I've talked to him, he's in great spirits. He's, he's excited to get back. Um, and we're, and we're looking forward to it. And again, that'll be, you know, when, when everybody reports back, uh, the first part of June, when we hit our summer program. All right. You told me a little bit about, uh, Daniel Richardson. How about the rest of the quarterbacks and, uh, how, how have they done getting in the mix here in spring ball? Well, you know, I think finally we've, we've kind of got that, you know, settled that position, uh, you know, D rich, I, Tell you what, his his leadership has been has been fantastic, and he's playing with confidence. Uh, you know, he's really understanding what he needs to do and how to do it. Uh, you know, Coach Petrino's doing a, a fantastic job. Um, you know, with those guys, and then is is aware. You know, a year ago, Tyler Pape, and then Jace Bauer. Um, Jace was a he, he was a late addition to. Uh, the team came when school started or, or when the fall camp started because of his uh, summer baseball schedule. He was a fantastic baseball player, uh, went through, um, you know, the summer league uh, playing baseball. And, and now he, you can tell he's, he's finally feeling comfortable back there. You know, I've always felt that, that Tyler's a really good player and, and uh, you know, those guys, it'll be good for them, you know, especially in the scrimmages, hopefully we can get out in the stadium and, let those guys kind of play under the lights a little bit and, and give them some opportunities to see how they move the team. Sounds like, though, you, you like your depth there at that position. Absolutely. I, I uh, feel very comfortable with it, and, and uh, you know, we'll be bringing another guy in that I think is a, a really, really, really good player. Um, you know, on, on that note, I really feel like our recruiting is, is, has really stepped up and uh, – you know, credit to the guys in the recruiting department um, and the coaches getting it evaluated. And then, you know, us, when we get them here, um, you know, being able to show them what a great place Mount Pleasant is, what a fantastic university this is. And and then our guys do a fantastic job of, of selling them, you know, on what it means to be a Chippewa. And uh, a lot of good things ahead uh, for this football program. Well, there's been good things in the past too, Coach. You guys win, and uh, it, it leads to other coaches getting opportunities, which means you need to fill those spots, um, and that's been yeah. a big part of this offseason is uh, bringing in some new faces to the coaching staff. Well, and and uh, there probably would have been a time in my coaching career where I'd have you know, been angry about it, and yet what you realize is you want everybody to have an opportunity that, that I once had, and you know, every every one of the guys that that have have left the program have gone for huge pay raises, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, all I can do is hug them and tell them to go. You know, I mean, uh, there've been fantastic opportunities, and yet they did wonderful things here and really cared about this community and this university and this program. Uh, but but anytime you have a guy leave there's an opportunity not only to hang on to the great things that, that they brought to the position, but it gives you an opportunity to get some uh, fresh looks and fresh ideas and, and thoughts uh, in those spots. And, and uh, we're really excited about the group that that's, that we brought in, uh, you know, all of them uh, guys that I've known and have had, uh, you know, personal relationships in the past, you know, or linebacker coach, uh, Tom Mason, uh, you know, Mason and I started out coaching together back in the 
early 80s at Eastern Washington. Uh, he's gone on. He's been a defensive coordinator at, at a lot of major universities. Brings a ton of experience. And, and he's been in every one of those pro leagues in the spring that, that they've ever had. And uh, so that's kind of a neat perspective, I think, for us. But Mesa's background uh, really gives us the ability to kind of look at some uh, different things front-wise, uh, you know, a little more odd package. Uh, some of the fire zone blitzes and, and coverage packages that go with that. And he's been a great addition and, and not only a great addition, but a great friend, uh, you know, for many, many years. Um, you know, offensive line wise, uh, you know, Coach Cummings did a fantastic job here. You, you know, his second stop and all he does is turn out great players. And we're really excited about his opportunity that uh, he was able to, you know, get um, – and, and taught our guys a lot, but uh, William Vallejos uh, is a younger coach. Uh, he actually started all four years for me when we were at Alabama, uh, won two national championships there, had a cup of coffee in the National Football League and uh, came from the University of Colorado where uh, we kind of stole him out of there. And, and uh, you know, it's great to have William back in the fold. He's a guy that we can we can talk war stories and, and yet he knows exactly, you know, when, when we're saying something, um, you know, what that looks like and what it is and, and, uh, great X's and O's guy. He's going to bring a lot of new schemes, uh, that'll, that'll really help us, uh, which is, is, is something we, you know, needed, uh, you know, uh, Paul Petrino, I, you know, losing Kev, that was a hard one. You know, he's a, He's a guy been with me a long, long time. And yet, you know, as I told him, I says, that amount of money you're making at this next place is going to buy those kids a lot of new bikes and, and uh, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. So mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you got to go do that. But uh, and then being able to get a guy like Paul Petrino. Wow. You know, we're going to talk to him later in the in the program. And I think people are going to be really impressed. The knowledge, uh, the experience. Uh, the amount of number one offenses he's had uh, in the country um, in the in the places he's been, it's a perfect fit, and uh, it's been really good, really, really good uh, with our guys. Is that now two former Idaho head coaches you have on staff then? Am I, am I seeing that yeah, correctly? Yeah, absolutely correct. I was going to – I'm still trying to get John L. Smith back in here in <laughs> um, – uh, that give us a trifecta of, of old Vandal uh, head coaches, but uh, uh, no, it's 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 interesting. And, and you know, Paul, of course, he's been an offensive coordinator in the Big Ten at a couple different schools. He's been an offensive coordinator in the ACC. Uh, he's he's uh, coached in the National Football League, um, and you know, he's a Montana guy. He grew up. His dad was a you know, very, very highly successful small college coach in that state. And, and, uh, uh, I, I used to compete in high school against his brother and, and, uh, Paul was actually a better player. In fact, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, but, uh, um, no, it's, it's really good to have Paulie on staff. Paul Petrino uh, spending the last nine years at Idaho uh, from 2013-2021. Of course, Rob Akey, the other one, 2007 to 2012 as the uh, Idaho head coach, the Chippewas defensive coordinator. So, well, Coach, sounds like uh, you've got some some great talent coach-wise on the staff now. How, how's the, the blending part been with the new group and them just kind of getting their hands dirty out there and, and being able to coach them here in the spring? Well, I, here's the one thing. I, it was an easy sell. Uh, to get them here and uh, you know we, we had we had no issues with that because again the, the people in this town are uh, incredible um, it's what Karen and I love about living here are, are the people uh, the great the people that support us um, you know it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, these guys want to be a part of it and uh, that that's really a good thing and you know, not only, you know, those guys, but, you know, one of the most important areas, you know, we, we, we lost two guys, uh, got great, great, great jobs, uh, out of our recruiting department. And we were able to bring a couple guys in there again, some new ideas, new thoughts carrying, uh, with the success that we've had and, and, uh, 
We're excited about that department as well. I wanted to hit on uh, a couple more things here before we bring on Paul uh, to, to meet with him as he joins uh, the Central Michigan staff. You recently had Pro Day. Uh, yeah. You, you yeah. mentioned how many guys are going to get an opportunity, we hope, at the next level with the talent that graduates from Central Michigan. So tell us how Pro Day went a couple of weeks ago up in Mount Pleasant. Well, it, it, it was a little shocking to me, uh, just the amount, you know, Every single team represented, but not only that, it wasn't just scouts. We had position coaches here. We had management here, um, you know, which tells me they're, they're putting a good eye on our kids. And, uh, you know, it, it was really a great opportunity for every one of the guys. You know, obviously the two that went uh, to the Senior Bowl and had an opportunity, you know, at the NFL Combine, but, you know, KP put on a show now, and uh, his uh, his smile lit the indoor up, and I think had a lot of huge effect on on a lot of people. Gage Kresge uh, is a guy that that uh, really helps himself as well. Troy, uh, I think, did a fantastic job. In fact, did some things uh, at the fullback position, mm-hmm. which you know I uh, you know I think I think is is going to help him as well, but. Uh, just seeing the guys and, and having them come back, I thought Jacory caught the ball, you know, really well. And uh, of course, he's you know his he's that size, physical body receiver. Um, but um, more than anything, I, the amount of people. I think what we did do though, I think we helped the community because there were a lot of hotels that had to people had to stay at. So I think we did <laughs> I think we did a good job for the town. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's pretty cool. And we talked about it, Coach. I know after the season ended, uh, just kind of that wrap-up where we talked about everything. And, I mean, Central Michigan, it's it's a place certainly that people are going to continue to know about for football reasons. And uh, they have known about it in the past, just how much history there is here. So not surprised about the great turnout you had from, from NFL scouts and just NFL people in general. No, it was it was fantastic, and and uh, the amount of calls we've been fielding on these guys tells me there's a lot of interest, and uh, and that's a good thing. I think that that's something that can help your program, you know, for for years to come, and and uh, just really proud of those guys, uh, you know, that went through that and and gave everything that they had to help us be successful and. You know, winning the West the first year, tying for the West this year, uh, you know, in our two full seasons. And, you know, we went and getting a bowl win. It's been a while since we've had one. So uh, my hat's off to those guys. And, and again, they did a fantastic job uh, in their pro days. I tell you what, Coach, pretty cool. Last week uh, I had a, a New York station reach out to me. Uh, I think they were covering both the Giants and the Jets. And mm-hmm. they, they had me on to talk about your two offensive linemen, which I know nothing about. I just got to watch them, but it was very <laughs> it was very unique just to hear how much they knew about both guys, like really had studied them and uh, were very curious to see where they're going to go in the draft. Can't wait to see them at the next level. And, again, I mean, you're talking about a huge market in New York uh, looking at two guys that, that played up here in Mount Pleasant that all the fans got to watch over the last few years, just uh, it's going to be really special to see where everybody ends up and, and know that those guys, uh, again, will have had success here collegiately and now a chance to do it again at the next level. Yeah, and, and you know what, I think, uh, you know, as much as it's kind of a pain in the tail here every now and then with these midweek games and match and you know what? You're the only game on and, mm-hmm. uh, the country gets to watch us. And, you know, the amount of eyeballs that, that watched our team play through the, all those matching games, um, unbelievable. You, you can't, you, you can't put a price tag on that. And, uh, you know, they get to see these guys and they hear the announcers talk about these guys. And, and I think it's, it's, it's really good, not only for the kids, but you know, the program and ultimately getting students into this university. And, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, you talked about, you know, getting the, you know, the, the radio stations there. We, we did a, I uh, did a interview with the wall street journal of wow. all places. And, uh, I, I, I can honestly say I've never opened one up or would know what to look <laughs> for, but, uh, they were actually, uh, you know, 
talking about uh, Bernard and and his story, you know, obviously being from Austria and all that stuff. So um, nothing but great publicity and, uh, you know, ultimately getting that Central Michigan University Chippewa brand out there nationally is what that's all about. Very cool indeed, and can't wait to see uh, when draft day comes around where everybody ends up. Okay, last thing before we get Coach Petrino on here. Schedule has come out, and uh, I just want to talk about the first game because it won't be a Saturday. You will open up the season on a Thursday in Stillwater. What do you think about a little, not November midweek action, but uh, (laughs) a little late week action down in Stillwater to open up the season, Coach? Uh, I think it's great. you know, there's obviously a team that's going to, you know, be in the top 10, uh, you know, to start the season out. And, uh, you know, I don't know why we can't just schedule Washington State all the time. We got to go play these other people. But, uh, you know, them and, and obviously Penn State. But I'll tell you what, it, you know, it's going to be a battle is that South Alabama game uh, at home. That's going to really be a big one for us as, as we head into, um, you know, the with the non-conference and, you know, coming back from Penn state and then having to play Toledo on the road as an opener yeah. uh, in conference play, uh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have our hands uh, full there. Well, you get ball state, uh, the defending chance from a couple of years ago, right after that. So that's a pretty strict stretch right out the gate there from non-conference right into the conference slate. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but you know what? We not only have to play them, but they have to play the Chippewas. So That's you right. know what? I'm good with that. All right, Coach. Well, we talked about uh, all the new members on the coaching staff this year. Let's uh, bring in the new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, Paul Petrino, is joining us. Paul, how, how the heck you doing, man? I'm doing great, Coach. I'm excited and can't just super excited, having fun every day and getting better and learning something every day. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, we're lucky to have you, a guy with your experience. And uh, tell me, tell us a little bit how how the transition has been for you uh, coming in here to Central Michigan. Yeah, I think I think that's been really exciting for me. Is you kind of sometimes do something a certain way, um, certain way you run practices, certain things you do for you know probably really for the last thirty years have been a head coach or a coordinator and. And, and we do some things here that I haven't been around before, and it's super exciting to me. It's obviously been successful everywhere you've been. And so it's, it's kind of like uh, a rebirth of a whole bunch of new learning, and, and, and that makes it super exciting. Every day I come to work, learn something new every day, and I think it's, it just kind of rejuvenates you. It kind of like you uh, have a new life and a new excitement and fire, and it's been awesome for me. So, you know, you mentioned that because I mean, all of us in coaching, we, we, you know, we kind of get, you know, a certain way of doing things and this and that. And then, you know, it's kind of like riding a bike, you know, you, you just get back on it. If, if there were a couple things you'd say, Hmm, never really looked at it that way or, or, you know, things, things that are new, what are a couple of those things that maybe stand out to you a little bit? Yeah. I think, you know, cause we kind of, um, we kind of always kind of ran practice um, when I was either myself head coach or when I was with my brother. I all kind of went back to John L. Smith. You know, we kind of yeah. ran it the way he ran them, and it really never changed much. So I've never been around the, the two spot and the three spot, and that's something where I really like, wow, that, that could have really helped us. It would have kept more guys getting reps, kept the young guys learning at a faster pace and, and moved them ahead and, and I think as as coordinators or head coaches, none of us like looking around and seeing people standing around. <laughs> and right. we all liked going fast. So it, it's something that's that definitely I go, hmm, I wish I would have known that, you know, 15 years ago and, and started doing that. Did, uh, you know, as you've, if you, as you've kind of done this, did, tell us and, and tell the people, you know, I think we have, uh, what is it, Adam? We have about 13 listeners. Isn't that right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it might be a touch higher than that, but uh, sure, Coach, we'll go with that. Okay, but I tell you what, those 13 care. I, I will say <laughs> that. But, uh, no, I, I uh, let the people know just a little bit your journey. Obviously, you know, I I knew of you and, and, you know, through both of us being Montana guys and 
obviously you being born in Butte and, and uh, raised in Helena. In fact, little side note, our fathers actually used to uh, officiate basketball uh, with each other. So um, this goes kind of way back. But, but kind of give us your, you know, kind of coaching tree and, and where you've been and kind of your journey. Okay. I, I like, like you said, I grew up in, in Montana. I was, I was born in Butte. My dad was the head coach at Butte Central. And then he got the job at Carroll College, um, and we moved to Helena. And that's where I was raised and went to high school, went to Capitol High, and then I played for my dad at Carroll. And then I started out coaching for him um, for three years. And then I went to Idaho with John L. Smith, and I, I coached with him at Idaho for three years. I coached the running backs first and did special teams, and I went to receivers and did special teams. And then I went to Utah State with John L. Smith for three years. And then I went to the University of Louisville with him for two years. And then I went to um, Southern Miss University with Coach Bauer. And I coached the quarterbacks there um, for three years. And then I went back to Louisville with my brother was the head coach then. And I was with him there for four years. And then we went to the Atlanta Falcons for a year. And I coached Roddy White. And he had a really good year. That was, that was a great learning experience and a lot of fun. When I was at Louisville, I was the offense coordinator, went to Atlanta as a receiver coach. And then we went to uh, the University of Arkansas, and I was the offense coordinator and coach of receivers. And then I went to the University of Illinois with Coach Zook um, for, for two years, and then went back to Arkansas um, for a year. And then I went to University of Idaho as the head coach uh, for nine years. So that, that was kind of my trail and, and where I've always, you know, where all I went, I would say, Definitely um, in the coaching profession, um, my dad, first of all, helped help teach me a ton just on uh, organization, motivation, being a good teacher. He was always really big on teaching. Um, he made us learn all the different positions. Um, he, his expertise was the offensive line and the secondary, um, so he helped us a lot that way. Then John L. Smith. John L. Smith was kind of my, my second father. Um, he taught me a ton, just a ton of football, period, um, how to treat players, how to how to get the best out of them. Um, I knew nothing about special teams when I went with John Ellen that I became his special teams coordinator. And he taught me, a, you know, everything I knew about that because at that point I didn't know anything. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, just learned a lot of, of kind of Dennis Erickson's offense, I guess you would say, yeah. starting out. And it was all in his terminology and everything there. Uh, when we went to Utah State, it was basically very similar offense, but we put it um, in our own terms um, for the first time. Um, changed some things up that way, added a few things here and there. And then, um, you know, when I went to Louisville with John L., then my brother was the coordinator. Um, I coached the receivers. We added a few more things. Then he left and went to the Jaguars, and Scott Linehan came in. He brought some things, learned different things that way. Then when I went to, you know, the University of Southern Miss, Coach Bauer was was a quarterback coach, Coach Brett Farr. Um, so I learned a lot of different things there, um, working with the quarterbacks, a lot of different drills and fundamentals that, that was really, really nice. Kind of really coached the quarterbacks and the receivers there, so that, that was a great experience. Um, and then when I went back with my brother to Louisville, he had been with Tom Coughlin at uh with the jaguars and we kind of took everything we had learned in the one back offense through the john l dennis erickson tree and kind of combined it with what he had also learned and done with uh tom coughlin and and bruce schneider when he was at arizona state we kind of put it all together and that's so that was a lot of you know different things that i learned there and then um you know went on to really that was the offense that i ran and it was around until I come here. And then now I'm learning uh, brand new. Really, there's a lot of things that, that are similar, um, but a lot of things that I that I haven't done before. So it's super exciting and, and just learning a whole new thing. And, and uh, I think that's all we ever want to do is get better and learn more in each day that, that you can get better and learn. Um, it makes you better. It makes you better whatever you're doing. So that's super exciting for me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it when, when you look back and, and you think about, you know, growing up with your dad being such a successful coach as he was and the amount of games he won there at Carroll College, as a kid, you know, let the people know kind of 
what that was. I mean, you sitting in there charting plays and stuff when you're a little guy, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was super. It was, it was an awesome way to grow up. You know, we, uh, the PE building was kind of our second home. There was five of us kids. Um, and, and really I was probably up at the, the we called it the PE complex up at Carroll college more than I ever was at home. And, and my dad didn't have any full-time assistance um, for, for a long time in his career, really till I played for him. And so on Sundays, he trained me and my brother at a young age to really help with everything. The first thing we did is we washed the game jerseys from the day before from the game. And, and then we just had different, you know, as we got older, got a little more complex, but we just had jobs that we had to do. Um, I remember I was, you know, tackle chart, first of all, and then the chart of where the opponent quarterback completed passes. And then as I got older, it was actually breaking down defenses and offenses and and um, it, it was just a, it was a really neat and cool way to grow up and just being in the locker room every day and listening to his motivation and, and, and just, you know, some of your best friends as a third grader and second grader were the freshmen, sophomores and juniors on the team. <laughs> so right. they were, at least I thought they were my best friends. They probably didn't necessarily look <laughs> at it that way, but uh, they, they were my heroes and they were my, the guys I looked up to and, and uh, it, it was just, it was, uh, I, I just loved it. It was a great way to grow up. So, you know, the, the short time you've been here, obviously we've been through six, seven practices and, <clears throat> and, you know, like you said, kind of getting used to, you know, maybe a different way of practicing, but, you know, at the end of the day, I guess it's all the same because you got block and tackle, right? <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, the, the, players how's that been you know like you walking in there for the first time uh, in front of the team and and how have they been they've been awesome I mean I think anytime you can go into a school that's that has such a great culture it's just re really you noticed it the first two days I was here that it's just a bunch of great kids a bunch of guys that know how to work care about each other love each other love football um you know, like last Saturday was a pretty cool thing. We we have a practice and you walk around later in the day and they don't need to be up here. And there's a whole bunch of them sitting in a room watching film and just laughing and enjoying it. And they just enjoy each other. They they love football and, and they're just really good kids, you know, and, and that's that's a huge credit to you of what what a great culture that, that we have here and and just how much they really care about each other and, and and they would do anything for each other. And, and that's, that's, that's what you love about this profession. You know, we're just kind of servants that want to help them be the best they can be. And, and they're a bunch of great kids that, that really are coachable and take to coaching and, and love to listen and love to uh, try to get better. So it couldn't be a, a easier culture to come into. I think sometimes when you go in as the first year uh, with, with the staff, sometimes that's a little different than you're part of changing the culture. But when you come in, when the culture's already changed and they already know how to win, they already know how to work hard, uh, that makes it really nice and, and very exciting. You know, I thought it was cool here uh, about a week ago, uh, your son, who's actually a GA at Purdue, was able to come and visit with us. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, that was that was super nice. My, my son's a, a graduate assistant at Purdue, and he was able to come down here for two days, and, and that makes it nice being here. So I'm, I'm closer to him, and not all the way across the country from him. And and so my son um, is a twin. Um, so he, he he actually played at the University of Idaho for football, and then got into he kind of knew he was going to get in the coaching profession his whole life, kind of like I did. And, and he went to Lamar first as GA, and then he went to um, Purdue. And so he's there and with Coach Brom and, and uh, doing a good job, learning new things. He's also learning special teams at a young age like I did, which is great for him. And then his twin sister, Anne-Marie, uh, went to University of Montana and played softball there. And then um, she uh, is in law school at Gonzaga. So at the end of May, it'll finish her second year of law school and so she'll just have one year left, and then she's getting married on July 16th. And so uh, the crazy thing about it, Coach, both of us being from Montana, those two grew up all over the country, and we're all these different places. And now my daughter's engaged to a to a young man from Montana that was 
went to Boulder High School. He's actually from Basin, and his parents or his mom is from Butte and knows a lot of the people that my mom knows. And then uh, my son is is dating a, a young girl from Great Falls, Montana, that's grandpa was Dale Poley, who used to, yeah. you know, you knew, your dad knew, my dad knew. So it's, it's a super small world, that's for sure. And then we have our youngest daughter is a freshman in high school, and uh, her name is Ava. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, very lucky to have three healthy, good kids, and and it's a uh, it's pretty cool our, that me and my wife are both from Helena, Montana, and we moved all over the country. And now uh, one of our young daughters marrying someone from Montana, and um, hopefully, if my son doesn't mess it up, he'll he'll also be marrying somebody from Montana. <laughs> That's great. In fact, uh, and, and and your wife, her her relatives, catch this one, Adam. Uh, they actually lived across the park from me growing up in Missoula, Montana, I believe. What, isn't that wow. right? That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. My my wife's uh, Grandma Ruby, who uh, you know was the gym teacher at Sentinel, and <laughs> actually lettered in like three or four different sports when they didn't really have many sports. I think they were kind of intramural lettering at University of Montana, but uh, and she had a she had a lot of kids, and her her. Uh, her kids grew up right across the park from from where you grew up, and she she is. It's unfortunate, Grandma Ruby's not around anymore. But wherever we were, she she got in a um, she got in a truck and drove all the way from Missoula, Montana, to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, to come hang out with us and help us with the twins and spend a football season there. And and she always knew where Coach McElwain was and always told us about it and always because that was that was kind of her pride and her pride of coaching because she knew she grew up across the park from you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, it, it, uh, it, it's one of those deals where, uh, you know, this is, a, this is it, so many people in profession and yet, you know, it's amazing how somehow we're kind of all intertwined, isn't it? It's great. It is, it, yeah, it really is. It's, it's, and it's, and it's very cool also. Yeah. So, Obviously, you know, we talked a lot about football, but uh, it'll let those 13 people out there know something that maybe uh, about you, right, that, you know, maybe someone might not know. Um, something about me is um, I grew up with five. Uh, there was five of us in our family. So we had three sisters and, and my brother. And I was the youngest. I was I was quite a bit younger than than the rest of them. And um, so sometimes when you grow up that much younger than the others, you know, early on there was a bunch of you in the house. But then I was a little bit of a one of the youngest. Um, when I was young, I, I pretty much my dad kind of ran it, but I kind of ran the concession stand at the um, semi-pro baseball field in uh, Helena. And I was third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, third through eighth grade. I ran the concession stand, and I would get there early and make the hot dogs and make the popcorn earlier in the day. And then I was the one that walked through the stand saying, Coke, popcorn, hot dogs, get your Coke. And uh, at one time in my life, my goal in life was to run a concession stand at a pro uh, stadium. So uh, that, that's probably something nobody knows about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I'll tell you what was pretty cool too. The other night we were up here watching, um, you know, up in the barn with, we were watching the, the basketball tournament and, Yet there was a softball game on one of the TVs up here, and I couldn't help but kind of see you kind of eyeing that softball game. You've really become a, a softball fanatic, haven't you? I really have. Softball is probably – not probably. Softball is my second favorite sport to watch. You know, football obviously is my favorite. And going to all the travel tournaments with my oldest daughter and then again with my youngest daughter and – um going to all our college games and and uh, i'll be honest i have a uh, espn on my phone and and obviously i'll watch football all the time but I, i'll pull up when i'm when i'm sitting by myself and there and i'm not busy i'll pull up a softball game all the time and uh, i told you that night my favorite player is is actually montana fouts who is her her name's montana which is cool to me and she's a pitcher for alabama yeah how about that that, that is uh... <laughs> Well, Paul, I, I really appreciate you taking the time doing this. Now get the scripts done, okay? And uh, but uh, no, I think the fans uh, are really, really in for a heck of a year with you uh, calling the offense and, and putting the things in. And and I tell you, I can't tell you how excited I am that you're here. 
Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. And thanks to all the fans out there. And uh, let's let's be excited for a great season. That's right. All 13 of them that are listening. All, <laughs> all right. right. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have Coach Petrino on. You just look up and down, and you heard him, Coach, talk about his football resume. He's He's got a ton of experience, and he's been all over the place coaching football. Well, to have a guy that's, that's uh, that experienced and that successful and, and uh, you know, the things that he's accomplished, um, you know, to have him here in Mount Pleasant, let me tell you what, we're, we would all be really happy. <laughs> And I like uh, he big softball fan. He'll have to he'll have to get out and watch uh, watch the Chippewas. They're off to a four and one start at uh, Margo Yonker uh, Stadium over there. So uh, he'll have to go well, check. Well, yeah, out. but the problem is I don't know when they're ever going to get another game in based yeah. on this weather. Holy mackerel! We do uh, we need the sunshine to come out a little bit. That's that's going to have to happen. But excited to have Coach Petrino on the staff and. Excited to see what uh, what he can do with a very talented Central Michigan offense. And it looks like we're going to have Coach Mason on for the linebackers uh, next week when we do this again. Yeah, we'll get Mason on, and, and uh, that'll be good. And then we'll get William on. And, you know, we'll get some of the recruiting guys on and, and just give the people an opportunity to kind of meet these guys. And, and uh, like I said, I just – we're very fortunate. Um Excited for the guys that, that got opportunities to, to move on and make a ton load of money more than they're making here. And, and yet uh, we're really fortunate to be able to get the quality of people in here uh, that we've been able to attract. All right, Coach. So I, I know you said a little bit uh, scrimmage hopefully on Friday, but uh, tell us what's coming up. And then uh, I know you've got some camps that will be coming up in the summer as well for, for CMU football. Yeah, we've got quite a few summer camps. Hopefully get some kids on campus. Uh, uh, we always look forward to that. It's a great opportunity, uh, you know, really to, to get people here in Mount Pleasant and uh, let them see what a great place this is and what a great university we have. So those are up on the on the website, uh, and those will be started. But uh, right now, you know, the focus is, is – you know, getting through those 15 days of, of, of practice, a couple of really good scrimmages where we're able to get, uh, you know, get some guys that haven't, you know, had a lot of playing experience, um, you know, get them on film, get them coached. And we're looking forward to that. Uh, and and then, you know, the staff will hit the road spring recruiting. Uh, we'll, we'll have some uh, official visits uh, come the end of the month. And, and we've had a couple – you know, in so far, and, and those are going well. So it just kind of, just that ball keeps rolling, and uh, there's never really an end, and that's what makes this profession so good. Well, keep it up, Coach. We're excited to to continue to follow along and see how this team looks and gels together coming out of spring ball. You're a big sports guy, so i got to ask you about uh, the Final Four and get, give us a little – inkling of, of who you're thinking is going to pull out what is going to be a clash of the blue bloods this weekend yeah. uh, down south well, say, yeah you know i did notice kentucky had to take down the winningest basketball program um of, of all because kansas just uh, beat them by us by a game yep. now so uh but you know when you talk what first of all what a great tournament i mean mm-hmm. fantastic games uh it's one of those, for me, it's, it's like the best time of year. Um, I'm a huge basketball fan. I love it. Love playing it. Um, still think I can play it. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's great, but you know, then it boils down, you, you get these teams. And like you said, I mean, true blue bloods, right. Um, but you know, I, I've never been a Duke fan, you know, not for one reason or another, but, I just think the story would be fantastic if Coach K were, you know, able to figure out how to go out on top, you know, after such a great career uh, that he had. Um, I guess maybe that's my sentimental uh, pick. Well, that makes one of us on this podcast that is rooting for the Duke Blue Devils this weekend. (laughs) 
Is that right? <laughs> Anybody but Duke. You know, they, he, yeah. he's he's won a lot. He's won a lot. But then again, all of these programs have. But uh, you're right, Coach. I mean, the main thing we want. Let's let's see some great games. This has been a really fun tournament to watch. You know, it's been fantastic. And and like I said, it's it's uh, you know, and I was proud of our basketball team. I thought yeah. you know the way we we ended the season. Uh, you know, just you know all those close games. Uh, now getting over that hump, but uh, making it to the tournament and, uh, you know, boy, pushing that, pushing that game they had, uh, you know, to have an opportunity to win. Um, you know, I think there's bright things ahead for, for us as well. So, uh, but, you know, uh, we'll be, we'll be practicing on my eyes. will be uh, on the field and then immediately in and watching some uh, basketball on Saturday and Monday. <laughs> Now, the main thing I want to ask you about, because I know you're going to be locked in tonight, Coach, uh, mm-hmm. the United States men's soccer team has a chance to clinch their spot in the 2022 World Cup. Costa Rica on the road, 9 o'clock. All they have to do, Coach, is lose by less than 6, and they're going to have a spot in the World Cup. So I don't know if you're having Coach Murph over or what's going on, but do you have any sort of breakdown? Or are you going to turn that one on tonight? Uh, no, um, no, no, um, probably won't. <laughs> That's what I, I think I'll probably watch in a rerun of American pickers, you know, <laughs> or, uh, something like that probably before I probably watch that. But you know what? Being a proud American, let's go America, right? You know, USA. That's right. right. Uh, I'll make sure to let you know what happens just in case you miss it tonight. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's a pretty good chance somebody's going to have to let me know because I'm certainly not going to read about it. <laughs> All right, Coach Mack, well, appreciate your time. It's great to talk with you and uh, keep keep doing great things up there in Mount Pleasant with the Chippewas and can't wait to see what they look like coming out of spring ball as you go through a couple of scrimmages and those guys just keep improving and keep building relationships with each other and obviously all the, the new coaching staff members that you brought into the program as well. Right, and... Uh... So I guess we're doing these things kind of regular now, right? Is that is that what is happening with this podcast? You know, it's always been I will do these until you say no. So yes, as long as you uh, keep approving, we are going to keep doing these, and we've got uh, the the new coaches coming up here over the next few weeks. So I think we're getting back into a rhythm here. So they actually allowed us back on the so. Can anybody put one of these out? Is that how it works? I think so. I think that's why we're allowed to do this. Anybody can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, had a blast, Adam, and uh, look forward to next week. All righty, Coach. Well, have a good week and fire up chips. All right, man. Be good.